0: DOG!
1: Hey, gentle listeners, it's Andrew, and welcome to Scary Stories to Tell in the Pod. It is a podcast all about scary stories, urban legends, spooky things you tell us about, and it is a comedy podcast about those things. So think of it like um, Kathy and Jimmy uh, haunting your basement in a very friendly, accessible way. And joining us once again is the very funny, the very wonderful Katie Fischel.
0: Hello, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me again.
1: <laughs> of course, of course. I know it's been seven weeks since our last episode. Um, I know, we I went pee pee on
0: the potty, <laughs> I refilled my coffee cup, and, uh, and now I'm back and it feels like so long.
1: It is now Friday, and it is time to open the tome that is the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark book series. And Katie, I guess the big question is, were you aware of these books as a kid?
0: Okay. So here's the thing. So when I, okay, I have had this memory, this, you know, you have like little flashes of things that have happened in your life, you know, as a child where you're like, I don't know what that is or where it was from, but it just is there. It seeped into my brain. There was like a song that I remember that I would listen to. I had like an audio book or something when I was a kid and I would listen to it and it freaked me out so much. And it was about like, what happens to your body when it decomposes? Yes. And I remember, and I know, I know you know where I'm going with this, I remember the line, it, they eat your eyes, they eat your toes, they, or they, they eat your nose, they eat the jelly between your toes. And I was listening to, like, prep for this podcast, like, the last guest that you had read that as, like, a poem. And I like nearly fell out of my chair because I was like, that is this mem- – like, I guess that's where, where this is from. I yeah. had no idea. So I guess I had a spooky little audio book or something or a little CD-ROM yes. that I would listen to. And that, uh, yeah, really scared me a lot.
1: That is – there was an audio book version of it by this like I guess famous storyteller named George Irving.
0: And mm.
1: he – like those – we would listen to it sometimes on road trips and – I cannot tell you how I would I, I know people use the word like disassociate uh, you know a million times a day now but I I was enjoying it as a kid but also sometimes it was so scary to me that I just had to like leave myself I I like yes. have very clear memories of like imagining myself floating outside of our car As I was listening to it being like, and I'm not listening to this part.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, what a good, you know what? I wonder if that's like some of the power of letting your children like be exposed to stuff like that. It's like sort of those early um, coping mechanisms of like, oh, I can't really deal with this. This is not for me. I got to go for 40 seconds. Yeah. I'm
1: just going to shut down for a minute. It was was always – uh, I believe there's a story called Me Doty Walker, which is about uh, like a bloody <gasps> head falling down a chimney. Yes. And at one point the like head looks at a dog and the dog is so scared that the dog dies from fright. And I was right. like, I, yeah, I was like, I just can't enter into the possibility of witnessing a dog look at a bloody head and die of fright. And then I'm just left there alone with this bloody head that is capable of moving on its own.
0: And here's the thing. Yeah, that that story is so fucked up. I the two things that I really can't handle um to this day are um any sort of severed head. Yes. You know, any sort of any that is sort of the worst. Um it is just a nightmare to me. I really, really, really can't handle it. Um and any sort of you know classic uh, animal planet girl here uh, like any sort of pet dying <laughs> yes. first yes I ha- anytime I see oh awesome this like this like cool like hot white family is moving into house and they have a border collie yeah it's like okay well I'll just like go fuck myself yeah, because it's like a wrap. obviously they're gonna find the dog. You know you're oh, gonna hear, you know, and then you're gonna what's what is that?
1: Um, I watched Single White Female for the first time recently, which yeah. wild movie if you haven't seen. It. Really, I have not seen it. Really wild. It, is it good? I, I don't know how to answer that. I think uh. I was riveted. I was like, uh-huh. I, at any <laughs> at any given moment, I was like, I can't believe this is happening right now. Yeah, it, it goes on such a wild journey. It does feel like it was created for like late night showings where everyone is like screaming at the screen. But yeah, there is a. I, I'm not. We, we, on this podcast, we use this rule where instead of saying like a dog died, we call it a landlord instead just to like make like the landlord. That's
0: real. Oh, God. I love you guys. And, yeah. um,
1: and so in, in Single White Female, which spoilers, this movie came out 31 years ago. I, I don't <laughs> think anyone should be worried, but. Um, it's about like uh, um, a woman who's recently broken up with her fiance. She needs a roommate to help split the rent. This woman shows up who like kind of gives some red flags, but they become fast friends. And mm-hmm. soon the roommate starts like taking on qualities of her, like is very obsessive. Wow. They get the same haircut, like starting <gasps> to wear her clothes. And um they they get a uh, a young landlord together from a litter of landlords.
0: Oh yes, yes, classic.
1: And um and at one point in the movie, oh no, this little landlord gets dropped out of a New York City apartment window. Absolutely not. And I can't. I really. I think Chris and I were watching, and we just paused it, and we're like, "This movie is unhinged. This movie don't care." What you want? This
0: movie don't <laughs> care.
1: But yeah, I feel I feel much the same way. Um, it
0: is horrific, you know. I I remember I I was obsessed with the movie Eight Legged Freaks <gasps> as a child. Of course. Oh yeah. Of course, folks. If you haven't watched, what is it, two thousand and
1: four? Four. I entered a sweepstake to to win. Um, I was not interested in this at all. But <laughs> a friend of mine had won. Uh, a pack sun sweepstake for the movie Blue <laughs> Crush, I believe. That is the most
0: early odd sentence anyone has ever said. That is so. We were th- there. We were drinking our Sprite <laughs> remixes, and wouldn't you know? <laughs>
1: she, yeah, she won. She won like the blue Cru- the Blue Crush sweepstakes, and she like <gasps> went on like a surfing getaway, and I was oh. like. I, if these sweepstakes are just happening and the next one was eight-legged <laughs> freaks and I can't think of a thing less suited to me, but it was yes. like, you'll go on a 10-day ATV trip with like a BMX racer. It was like- <laughs> And Luke Wilson. Right, right. It was like not for me at all, but I entered that sweepstakes and I was like, I mean, I'm going to win this. I have no doubt that this is That is I will so
0: win. funny. Yeah. Did you win? Oh, no,
1: no, no. No.
0: No. But yeah, imagine
1: if I did. But I'm so sorry, Eight-Legged Freaks.
0: Oh no, that is, I'm so happy I know this about you. Uh, uh, No, Eight-Legged Freaks, great movie, insane about spiders that get too big is the sort of the plot. Uh, The spiders are simply too big (laughs) for the town. They got too big. They got way too big. And and there's a scene that's like meant to play for like laughs because it's like very zany in the way that it's depicted. But- so the spiders are way too big. They're starting to take over. And there's sort of like a couple and they've got a little kitty cat. And then the kitty cat sees or like hears a little rustling in the in the drywall. You remember this? I do. And uh and then the cat like goes to like see what it is. And then you hear like the cat like, you know, like freaking out. And then the couple like goes and like tries to find the cat in the wall. And then the cat, like like a Looney Tunes sort of moment, gets smashed from the inside of the drywall. So you see the outline of the cat over and over and over again, up the wall, up the ceiling. And they're sort of watching it together, trembling, being like, Mr. Wiggle, you know, whatever the name is. And it is just sort of like absolutely supposed to be funny. It just disturbed me to no end as a child it's like this is not funny of course you cannot do this to the kitty cat and uh it was a one part of the movie that i really did not like
1: two yeah I, I feel like very often um very often in these movies the the like the like really graphic scary scenes that are supposed to be like and this is where we're having a light moment here are always the ones that scare me the most as a kid Always, yes. the, uh, Newman getting gooped in the face in Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, I know, and I know he's a creep in the movie. But like, I was like, no. I that was the most disturbing part of that movie to me.
0: I completely agree with you because I think it taps into so many different things of like. The isolation, the claustrophobia, the sensory deprivation of that, I really was very yeah. disturbed by it as well. Where it's like, I can't see, I can't get out of the car, yes. and no one cares about me. Yes. So I, no one's going to help.
1: That's it. It's beca- like, and I know the normal reaction is like, as a kid watching kids be chased by dinosaurs, you think you, like, you're like, you like, oh, I could be like that kid. But yeah, yeah. I, I kind of was like, the kids are going to be fine, even in my little kid brain. Yeah. Um, but but then oh, of course though when when there is a movie when the kid is not fine that is very scary to me.
0: That's really scary too. Yeah, no good. No, yeah. that the was, kid's got to be all right. As, I, as the, I
1: yeah. definitely remember seeing Pet Cemetery on like a rainy <sighs> Saturday afternoon, probably on Superstation. I and, mean, yeah, dude, uh, that yeah, one Stephen was – Stephen
0: King, bro, no Pet Cemetery man. and It, oh, Georgie. That are you kidding me? So
1: it's still so hard to watch. Yeah, ugh, oh, so so scary.
0: It's really, really upsetting.
1: And that interestingly <laughs> is like that with these books, I think a thing that was um, – why they very often got banned from libraries and public schools was because oh, wow. om- like so often in these stories and in this one you're about to read, mm-hmm. it is about like kids being in danger and like mm-hmm. not coming out okay.
0: Yes. Um, yes. And yes. I, but I
1: do remember – I don't know. I can't I, – I. it's arguable whether I turned out okay or not. But I I guess I can't imagine my childhood development without some of that scary stuff. Totally. Um, because it then gave me a way to process that again and again in my head a million times.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. Well, because I also just think that, like, you know, it's so, it's so hard to understand as a child, like, right, in these stories, someone does mischief and then they die. Yes. And it's like, oh, so, like – Sometimes mischief is like too is not cute.
1: Yeah, this is not a charming quality. Yeah. So
0: sometimes you have to be really careful about when to do mischief and when not to. It's just like I, you know, it's it's sort of that thing of like, I mean, I don't know. It's it's like the early like death acceptance thing.
1: Of yeah.
0: Like, wow. Like sometimes bad things can really happen, and like that's really fucked up.
1: I'm always curious. I remember. I remember uh, uh, someone who I used to work with, spouse like was a child development expert or something and uh-huh. talked about um, the impact of kids who attended funerals, like like wow, whether yeah. that was good for kids or bad for them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I forget what the conclusion was. So really this anecdote is completely useless. But <laughs> I think like my grandparents had just like so many f- close friends that like I was going to funerals left and right as a kid. Like, totally. It, it, and it was like always sad. It was never like not, you know, sad or right. traumatizing in a way. But at a, at a certain point, like I, even as a young person, I like, oh, here's the value of like this ritual of everyone getting together after someone's gone. And Three? I do think that is helpful.
0: Oh, a thousand percent. And I also think that like, yeah, I mean, that's like a whole conversation about how we treat. Death and how we sweep it away, and how we so like sanitize it um, in our culture. Yeah. But I also think that that is, you know, it's so important, in my opinion, to have pets as a child. Yeah. Because that is really the the easiest. I mean, it's not easy. Right. But it is the first kind of way into that because I definitely remember like I had to. One of the most powerful moments in my childhood was that our. I I found a cat outside. I begged my mom to let me keep it. Old, old cat. His name was Simon. He was fluffy and black and white, cute as can be. Can you imagine? (laughs) I kept him in a little box uh, and uh, we couldn't let him inside of the house because we had other cats and um, and they didn't like him. And he was deaf and he was like 17 and he would sleep under, unfortunately, the back wheel of the car. (laughs) So not the greatest place. And I remember so clearly, Coming home, I loved him to death, coming home from a field trip and being so excited, got into my mom's car, so excited to tell her about going to Mammoth Caves in uh, (laughs) Kentucky, I believe. And um, uh, she was like, something happened to Simon. And we had to drive. We drove to the vet and he, you know, was in terrible condition. And my mom, I was like in fourth grade and she was like, this is the situation He can either have surgery, which will, frankly, cost a lot of money, um, and he is very, very, very old, so it will be very hard on him to do that, but we can do that, or we put him down, and it is your cat, and it is your decision. (gasps) And it was such a, like, and I was there, and I chose to put him down and put him out of his pain, and, and I watched him pass away. When they euthanized him, I was in the room, and it was one of those things where it's like it you know it didn't make me i mean I'm still afraid of death, sure. but it definitely was like this is like a very heavy, important pivotal moment yeah in my like v- the way that I now view the world, and it is like to to hide someone some someone from that to shield them from that and then to have it happen to like a family member or a friend yeah. first i cannot imagine
1: it's yeah it really i mean if if your if your brain has not gone through the electrical signals before to get you to that point where it's just like it doesn't shut down when you yeah. experience that loss yeah i totally agree i my my mom we you know we lived in new hampshire for a period of time when i was a kid and my mom would bring, you know, I was raised in an Irish Catholic household. My mom would bring communion to people who were too old to come to church wow. to get it themselves. And so, like, we had all these, like, relationships with, like, 95-year-old women in New Hampshire. And it's, like – Totally. Yeah. Um, and there was this woman named Olive who was 102, 103. Oh,
0: my God.
1: I, what was so wild to me is, like, she had, like, an 84-year-old son. Like, that was huge. Like, her son was, Whoa! like – Yeah. I was, like, this is This is bonkers.
0: That's way too
1: old. Right. And I remember like I remember going to visit Olive. There's kind of a ghost story involved with that, but that's for another time. But um I remember going to visit Olive when I was a little kid and her like truly saying to my mom and I like, "Well, I think this will probably be the last time we ever see each other." Like she just kind of <sighs> knew that like, wow. you know, the credits wow. were wrapping up. And yeah. so so yeah, like it but that was I remember like driving home with my mom being like why would why would like Olive say that to us? And my mom being like, well, like, you know, I think she wanted to be able to like say goodbye on her terms yeah. and that is, yeah. and I do think like in a weird way, that was a very helpful experience to go through. And of course. And like, as I'm sh- as, like I don't know how much Olive was aware of like the value of this or whether she was just like, I'm 102, like I don't care what, yeah. how my actions impact you. But I think like, <laughs> specifically like saying to a kid like and this will be the last time we see each other in this way like that was such a
0: wow and also to have it happen with such grace and poise of like as your as your mother said on her terms like that is such a like lovely sort of demonstration of like this is where i'm at i'm at the end of the line yeah and that is okay and like really nice to know you
1: and you know that was the thing like and then the wildest part was Olive died, and then like two weeks later, her husband died, and then like a week later, their son died. Like they were <gasps> just like bump bump bump, like and and uh, to me, it's like I don't know. <laughs> I like I remember as a kid at the time being like, well, they're all like they're all together, but yeah. But, oh my gosh, I was like, I hope there wasn't like a remaining family member who was like, guys,
0: wait, <laughs> yeah, hold up, <laughs> yeah, their eighty-two-year-old yeah. dog, yeah, know, exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So speaking of uh, childhood death and uh, uh, grief, I think might now might be the time to transition into reading of this story.
0: Okay, and can I can I tell you that I um, one of my big spooky fears is reading out loud. <gasps> so let's see how I do. And
1: listen, this is truly the lowest stakes situation. I Our know. gentle listeners are very welcoming and understanding. I'll tell
0: you this, gentle listeners. I read out loud once, I'm transported back to the fourth grade <laughs> being made fun of for not knowing how to pronounce a word. I don't know, conscience, I th- I believe it was conscience. <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, a chill goes down my spine. Okay, here we go. So this is a story called Faster and Faster. Uh, Sam and his cousin Bob went walking in the woods. The only sounds were leaves rustling and, now and again, a bird chirping. It's so quiet here, Bob whispered, but that soon changed. After a few minutes, the two boys started whooping and hollering and chasing one another around. Sam ducked behind a tree. When Bob came by, Sam jumped out at him. Then Bob raced ahead and hid behind a bush. When he looked down, there at his feet was an old drum. Sam, see what I found, he called. It looks like a tom-tom. I bet it's a hundred years old. Look at the red stains on it, said Sam. I bet it's somebody's blood. Let's get out of here. But Bob could not resist trying the drum. He sat on the ground and held it between his legs. He beat on it with one hand, then the other, slowly at first, then faster and faster, almost as if he could not stop. Suddenly, there were shouts in the woods and the sounds of hoofbeats. A cloud of dust rose from behind a line of trees. Then, men on horseback galloped towards them. Bob, let's go, Sam shouted. He began to run. Hurry! Bob dropped the drum and ran after him. Sam heard the twang of a bow firing an arrow. Then he heard Bob scream. When Sam turned, he saw Bob pitch forward dead but there was no arrow in his body and there was no wound and when the police searched there were no men on horseback no hoof prints and there was no drum the only sounds were leaves rustling and now and again a bird chirping
1: oh Oh. katie first of all you overcame your fear because that was a beautiful rendition
0: was it okay? It
1: really was. It really Con was.
0: Conscience was propelling Con, me.
1: and and listen, you're talking to the you're talking to the right person. Um I I I famously am always uh stumbling over my words like I just did. In any event, <laughs> this story is a wild outlier am, am, am yeah. amongst this series, I will say.
0: Yeah. It's,
1: yeah. It's very artful.
0: It's very artful. It's very Yeah, exactly. It kind of breaks the the mold a bit because I'm used to when I think of scary stories to tell in the dark, I think of like the um the repetition, yeah. the callback, the sort of like got closer and closer and et cetera, et cetera. And uh and this just feels like it sort of it fades away. Yeah. It really is like a soft, it's spooky, but it's not um I would say, if I heard this as a child, it would not scare me as much as maybe confuse me, yes, because I'm not used to this sort of level of storytelling
1: that's the thing it uh, like there there's a some degree of nuance to it uh, there, like uh, an inescapable thing about it, Nan and I have talked about this in a previous episode is like there are a couple stories in this series um that I think are representative of a lot of campfire stories that typically take like indigenous culture and turn it into something scary.
0: I was going to say it's a, it's a touch racist. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's of, of course, I mean, it's like the, well, isn't there that one that's like the famous, like the windigo. Yes. Or something? Yeah. that. And, yeah. and we,
1: we, with a, with a gentle listeners help, we did kind of a deep dive into research about that and how like, that's a completely like bastardized version of like a very fascinating, complex part of like, of course, um, of indigenous course. folklore, uh, that is like much scarier and much more nuanced. um, and in this one right it's like there is this cursed object this like fear of um people who used to live on the land we're on yeah and yeah. and there i feel like in so many of these stories like a weird like in the back of a, an entire nation's head this like guilt of like oh we straight up stole this is mm-hmm. then turned into like so we should be scared of their ghosts rather 100% yeah. and so
0: therefore exactly and the sentiment there is i was thinking about it as i was reading and it, it's like so the sentiment here is i'm glad they're gone <laughs> that, right because yeah. if they came back well they're going to take our friend bob that would be
1: yeah that is and and it is like such a um That is present in so much of the like scary story lore in this country. And as I understand, in like any other country where, you know, indigenous people have been driven out or subjugated, it it, like works its way in where it's like whoever, whoever the colonizer is has to like create a new scary story to like kind of
0: brush under
1: the rug. The culpability and instead be like, "Oh right, this is just a mysterious scary thing, and I don't know why it happened. Yeah. It just did, you know,
0: but you know what though it does make me kind of excited here's my here's my trying to turn this into something frown upside down, okay, anyway. good, good. um, it does make me excited by the idea of new ghost stories being created to make children more aware of issues like this. Oh, totally. Where it's like, even, you know, it's like a get out is such a great example of that. But like, um, you know, just, oh, what kind of lore can we create where we become more self-aware of like who we are and what our history is? And I'm sure it can be done and I'm sure it will be way fucking scarier.
1: (laughs) Virtually every culture throughout history has its own ghost stories. And it's great to be able to have access to those stories now from the cultures themselves rather yeah. than from like a game of telephone in terms of telling those stories. Of course. I think yeah. a lot about a scary story in this book um called The Hook, which the whole thing is like uh, like having a prosthesis is the scariest thing imaginable. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> which is like and you but you just think of how many of these stories come from like rural areas where people are in like incredibly homogenous communities and like yeah. the like lizard part of our brains being like fear anything that you're not familiar with totally. very quickly then turns into, I mean, I've, I've started, um, I've started following like some, some, uh, advocates on Twitter who like talk about facial differences and how mm-hmm. much like villains who have like scars or burn marks or are disfigured <gasps> yeah. like that is still a trope that is happening constantly and it keeps like driving this narrative of into course. a culture You're evil. yes of
0: course a- and yeah um have you seen not to cut you off no, but i just got really excited have you seen the movie freaks todd browning 1930 oh yeah
1: that's a wild one
0: that's a wild one and i rewatched it cuz i was also like I was if it, it, for the listener who does not know this is a movie that was made in 1930 it stars extremely famous uh sideshow freaks right. um at the time and um you know definitely like obviously there's a lot of issues with that because they're you know you know uh, how these people are treated but right. I rewatched it and I have to say I was pretty surprised by how it was like, well, they, you, you see this community of people. They all, um, they, they, (laughs) you, you empathize with them. You see their daily lives. You watch these people having dinner and communing together. And then the evil person is the like, quote unquote, like normal hot woman who is in the circus and, um, and it is really interesting, and I, I it had a lot more humanity to it than I expected. Um, I totally, on the rewatch,
1: I totally agree. I mean, it's like obviously any movie made back then, not everything is oh. going to hold up to, t- to no. today's standards. <laughs> but at yeah. the same time, yeah, like it. Fl- and the wild thing is, so that movie was banned in the UK up until like the nineties, which is you know, right. like there were it it really faced a huge backlash, but not because not because people were like, oh these performers are being exploited. It was because it was like, I don't want to see anyone like that.
0: Precisely. Precisely. Yeah.
1: And um, there's a really great, I'm forgetting who it's by. I apologize. There's a really great book called American Horror Show, which is Mm. about like um, the journey that like America took in terms of like what horror becomes popular when. Mm. And, um, and that this, like there was a sudden rise in horror coming from disfigurement after World War 1 which was like
0: yes. s- wow suddenly
1: in in these small towns where you might not see someone who has a facial difference or is uh you know a missing a limb or who uses a wheelchair like suddenly like all of these people returning from war were like in these small towns and wow. um and instead of the narrative becoming like right this is the same person who they, like this person still has the same humanity I do and deserves to be treated with the same respect and care that I like, instead it became like, Oh, how scary, you know, like,
0: absolutely. Well, they went away and they came back and they're not the same sort of, you know? Yeah. And freaks is
1: like a, is like such a funny flip of that script where, yeah, like we are empathizing for this group of people who are very happy to be who they are and to have the community they have. Um, And the fact that like in that, It's people kind of compare it to that scene in psycho where like the audience is rooting for Norman Bates to have the car sink into the swamp. Totally, totally, totally. Where there's this really great, like really terrifying scene where, um, yeah, this like circus show girl who has been like plotting the murder of her husband, who is like a famous little person in the circus is in a thunderstorm, like running away from the fellow freak performers who have caught on to her plot and like want revenge. And yes. the thing is, like, there is a, there was, like, a split in audience reaction where there are the people who see themselves as the woman. Wow. And then there are people who are, like, get, like, yeah, like, get this, you know, yeah. like, ableist murderer.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. It's, like, 100%. such a funny split. It's so – that is so interesting. No, I really – it's also just, like, a crisp hour. I mean, if anyone wants it. to watch. It's a really quick yeah. watch. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, I guess the thing that I was really um, so shocked by was like every scene um, like with like these like differently abled people that you see, it's like they're not, no one's commenting on on who these people are beyond like Oh, are they're, they're talking about I'm worried about my husband. Right. We, we, I feel tension in my relationship. They are just absolutely living their lives. And it's a really like lovely thing to see. I know. And uh and also they were just like, they're like great actors. Um and uh I yeah, I was just so I was so um just like pleasantly surprised where I was like, oh, I'm glad that I wasn't like watching this the wrong way as a kid, if that makes sense. Or if like, if I thought this was a good movie for the, the, the bad reasons, you know, it's Um,
1: that, that is just like, and, and right. It comes up so much in these stories and especially when it comes to like the scary stories we tell kids, you know, Mm -hmm. that these stories are that, um, Mm -hmm. it, it makes a big difference what you project to a kid as being scary you know
0: absolutely like
1: that yeah like um you know for a lot of people too like in horror movies the the scariest thing imaginable is like not dying but like being disfigured um uh, and that's just like an interesting like you know i i grew up in a small town as like you know the only like visibly disabled person that i knew um yeah. and and it's funny then, like, as I'm meeting, like, other comedians who have certainly different disabilities than I do or face accessibility issues that I don't face, like, hearing about the experience of, like, what it's like to watch a movie where you're like, oh, they think I'm the scary person in this movie. 100%. You know, like.
0: percent Yeah, it's
1: such a nuts, um, yeah, it's such a nuts, like, realization to make. And times that I, for sure, have, like, put that into my own material, you know, as a person who like likes writing scary things.
0: Totally. No, that's so – it's so true. And it's like, you know, to look back on – I mean, it's like, oh, and also, you know, uh, of course that. And then also, you know, the way like trans people are oh my God, depicted yeah. is like, these are serial killers. Right. These are crazy people. Yeah. You know, and like dressed to kill. Have you seen the I, movie? That
1: is – it is so – it is so surreal, to watch yeah. that movie, I didn't know what it was about, and I I watched it maybe totally. a couple of years ago, and it yeah. is so surreal to see that now. You know, it's pretty
0: bananas. Yeah. It's really tough. You know, um, like the the Ace Ventura, yeah. You know? um, yeah, it's it's really yeah, it's it's shocking. Um, but you know, again, why it makes uh, watching a movie from the 30s, uh, like this so um, touching.
1: Yeah, and that's like I have a I have a lot of appreciation. It like. There's, there's some part of me that as a kid, I mean, I love the universal monster movies, you know, which I've, I've talked about a lot on this, on this show. Like, um, but I think to me something, and again, certainly not all of them have aged well, there are elements that work and there are elements that don't, but I think something that I recognized even then, like even watching like Phantom of the Opera, the Hunchback of Notre Mm. Dame, like it's the like marketing that made those, those like characters considered monsters, you know? Um, like in the movies themselves. I mean, the Phantom is like a, a creep and like, you know, is, is a bad person yeah. that has nothing to do with the <laughs> fact that his face looks the way it does. Um, but it's like the humanity that's that so many of these monsters are treated with, like your feeling for someone who is like listed as the monster in this movie. Um, and nice. I think the only one that you don't feel that way is Dracula. And Dracula is like a very like sexy in control person. <laughs>
0: Yes, 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 a hundred percent. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah,
1: it's such a it's like it really is funny. I I rewatch those movies every every October and it is like so it's so fascinating looking back and being like, oh yeah, like the monster in Frankenstein is is like one of the most like devastating, you just feel for him the entire movie. And it's really, is like everybody leave him alone.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, it is. It's like, it's a big, it's, it's so tragic.
1: Anne and I sometimes talk about who we would cast in the event that this was turned into a feature film. Um, So it's, it's Bob and Sam boy, a kid named Bob,
0: a kid Folks, we're talking about a kid (laughs) named Bob. Have you ever in your life heard a funnier thing as a child than the name Bob? The concept of someone being named Bob.
1: Kids, I I worked at a theater camp for several summers uh, teaching improv. Kids love to name a character Bob.
0: They love it. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who is this? Who's the class? Who's, who's, you know, uh, oh, I have to, this is the broom that we're going to use to sweep the, (laughs) at the end of the day. What's this broom called? Bob! Bob! Every explosion of laughter. They love it. Yeah. They love it. Yeah.
1: Um, Can't get enough of the stuff. So, okay. So, Bob is the one, Bob is the one who is shot by the arrow. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Who are we thinking, who captures the oeuvre of, of Bob maybe like an old soul in a young body, potentially even just an old soul playing a young body. Who do we think?
0: Um, my first, my first reaction. And if I thought about it more, I'd probably come up with something better. The first thing that flashed in my mind was uh, what's his face. Who, um, who shoots himself in. Uh, 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 oh God. Um, in full metal jacket. <gasps> oh my oh.
1: Vincent D'Onofrio.
0: Vincent D'Onofrio. Yes. Thank you very much. Um, oh my God. <laughs> now, maybe that's not. No, uh, you're
1: right. That's it. Is
0: that right? That's do, it. Do you see it? Because, okay.
1: you know, and, and it's like shot in kind of a Pen 15 style. Yes. You know, like yes. he's in like a horizontal striped shirt
0: <laughs> with a propeller Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like short,
1: <laughs> short boy shorts. Yeah. Yes. Wow. I love that.
0: Just truly like a school talk, just <laughs> yes. like a wee lad. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Why is the propeller cap the symbol of a child?
0: I do, I really don't get it. It's literally like oh my big lolly um, it is it is so weird yeah my my there's like a ribbon in my hat and I'm skipping to school
1: I do I do wonder how much of like so many of these ideas we have are sourced from like a single Looney Tune cartoon like your yes your uh, like pervert wolf Halloween costume Katie is
0: oh wow
1: so so good <laughs> just. Perfection. For the,
0: that is that means the world i uh for the listener big huge halloween freak love to make my own costumes <laughs> and uh this year i went as the awooga uh hamana hamana pervert wolf from the Tex avery cartoons the canceled wolf i would oh, say Oh yes yes um created a, a very toxic environment <laughs> for all of the uh his co-workers at the time <laughs> and is very bitter now and uh, i bitter. sort of really yeah. has
1: not figured out he's not figured out who he is without the bulging eyeballs and pounding on a table.
0: And uh, I will say that the thing that made the costume so um, successful is the cooperation of all of my hot friends um, in letting me pose behind them (laughs) in their hot people photos. (laughs) Um, where there was just, like, you know, like, I went to a party with, like, oh, there was, like, the a Playboy bunny, there was a Hooters girl, oh, yeah. there was just, like, you know, sexy, cute outfits that, you know, like, God bless, um, and then I, you know, they let me, they really entertained my, uh, you know, want to, um. Uh, be in the background of the photo saying a wooga, humana humana
1: Very much a collaborative costume, which I always appreciate seeing. Yeah. wow, absolutely. Really brilliant. But yeah, like, yeah, the, the, the spinny cap, propeller cap, um, big, the big spiral lollipops, as you pointed out, like, yes, (laughs) maybe that was just, we just saw that more often back then, but like, it's still, yeah, I, a wild moment for me was, Mm. I never, you know, the, like, the go-to tune when like you're washing yourself of like, da-da-da-da-da-da, da 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 And I was like, the saddest thing is I'm never, there's no way for me to describe what that song is. like Because totally. I don't know the words to it. And then my old boss, <gasps> one time I was like, I can't believe I'll never know what that song was. And she was like, oh, that's a Tweety Bird song. And the lyrics are in the bathtub, happy times again. Watching all my troubles go slipping down the drain, and I was like, "You have freed me from a never-ending torture."
0: I didn't realize I was in this prison until you let me. You gave me the I know the key. (laughs) Yeah, that is unbelievable. (laughs) That's so funny, and also like, how much of childhood was your childhood? Um, sort of really trying to live out the like, I'm in a bubble bath situation of like, give me the rubber ducky. I want a big brush with like bristles on it (laughs) to scrub, scrub a dub dub. And then it's like the reality of it is like, um, Like father has put not enough uh, like bubbles in tub. It's not, it's not big and there's no big bubbles sort of coming up to go pop. You're sort of sitting in it. You can like see your own body, which is, you know, you know what I mean? You're like, Oh, I don't like this. This is not magical at all. Uh, The water's lukewarm and there's like absolutely nothing to play with. And then you're like, get me out of here. Yeah.
1: I'm just sitting in filth at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It is that trying to recreate cartoon experiences is classically hard. (laughs) <laughs> um, and I, and I guess the only person, to, the only other person to cast is Sam, who is the oh, yes. other, who was the other cousin. Oh,
0: this wow. one's a little trickier. Right. Cause it feels this like. this He's the, he's the, he's the don't do that. He's friend. the
1: don't do that friend. There might be a little more, um, ethos to this performance. Right. Who's it going to be? I, I had an impulse. Uh huh because there's something about this this performer who i feel um is so good at seeing tragic things happening and emoting in mm. a way that's like a and i feel like sandra o oh might be the move
0: wow for Sam, you know Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, I love that. Again, we're casting against
1: type, you know, it's adults playing children, but there's some, like, I can just see her face turning to see Vincent D'Onofrio get hit (sighs) by the invisible arrow and falling to the ground.
0: Totally. And and
1: I know it would be evocative, for sure.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah. No, I think that's absolutely spot on. Yeah,
1: I feel really proud of this casting.
0: Yeah, this is like, this is (laughs) all-star.
1: So... Katie, before we go, and this has been an absolute joy. I know this episode's run a little long, but you're the most – Can
0: I tell you? I don't want it to end. <laughs> I'm having the best time of my life. I don't have anything after this. After this, I have to go back to work. I have to clean my damn house. It, Are you kidding me? I don't want a, this to end. I, I love this.
1: I knew it would be a joy, and yet it has surpassed even my most joyful expectations. Wow. Um, it really and can
0: is. I say one more time, Anna – we miss we you. miss
1: you, and we'll have you know what we'll have to do it again sometime with with all three of us. What a trip!
0: Yay. Maybe,
1: uh, maybe we'll do a viewing of Deep Blue Sea or Anaconda.
0: I, if you, that would be wild. How dare you propose that to me and have it not follow through? <laughs> I want a listener to 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 mark this time. Yeah. It is it is it is eleven thirty eight a.m. Pacific time. <laughs> this absolutely must happen i want it so badly i can't imagine a more fun evening in my that, life
1: maybe maybe it will be our holiday gift to the listeners maybe we'll try to work that out that would be very fun
0: that would be so fun yeah okay and, and yes. everyone
1: so- sound off in the comments if that sounds of interest to you and let us know Please. let us know whether you prefer um, anaconda or a deep blue sea because both would be yeah. winners yeah absolutely um But before we go, so Anne and I like to do this segment called Scary Ideas for Things That Could Happen, where it's very simple. We just uh, uh, describe a potentially frightening thing that could in some universe or existence happen. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I will give you you an example of one. Yes. You are fixing up an old jalopy Uh. in your uncle's mechanic garage in a rural Uh. area. Uh Uh-oh. And you cannot wait to fix this thing up. You're very enthused about it. But when you open the glove compartment, uh, you find what appears to be a knuckle bone. And you're like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) And the knuckle bone is attached to the trunk key. And so you take key out you go to the trunk you turn it it pops open and a skeletal arm shoots out and reattaches the knuckle bone to its finger and says i've been looking for this (laughs) that could happen
0: that could happen that's really good. Did you just make that up on the spot? That is
1: on the spot. I, sometimes I, I think what happens to me is I um, I look around me <laughs> to yeah. just come up <laughs> with an example, and uh, there's a picture of an old car on a book near me, and that's what I went with.
0: Well, and you know what? That's that's the all background there for you folks. And May May don't 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 have I never touch the stuff. So I, I, you know, I'm a little nerve nervous here. No, you're you're um,
1: already you're you're batting. I was about to say you're batting 100, which I don't think is good in sports, but I'm saying it is. Positive. <laughs>
0: I believe it's batting a thousand. Batting a thousand, which is, I think. <laughs> That's a big D minus for yeah, old Katie. No,
1: no, uh, no you're, you're, Yeah, we got You're nailing it. You're nailing it thus far. So whatever happens here. <laughs> Is is just that's just gravy.
0: Well, to cushion my, um, I I know I'm gonna bomb this. So to <laughs> cushion this blow, uh, I'm gonna compliment you for no reason. Other, uh, I want to say before this ends, your 31 ants for Halloween <laughs> has brightened my month in a way that I did not know I needed. I think about the line of um uh uh the Texas Chainsaw one where you say leather. <laughs> you made the out of teens out of teens. <laughs> Is the funniest coupling of I really um just adore it to no end. So thank you for that, Katie. Now.
1: I am I am <laughs> blushing. I am blushing like a pasta sauce right now. That is very <gasps> kind. <laughs> That's wow. quite red. That's quite folks. red. I, this might be a medical problem. That's very Ma-ma-ma-ma-ma. kind of you. And coming from you, that Excuse means me. a ton. Thank
0: you. <laughs> okay, something scary that could happen is. I'm in the shower, scrub a dub dubbing, and uh, I hear a little noise uh, outside. Now I live with someone, so I assume it is my my partner Luke. And I, oh, does this have to be like first person, or does it, is doesn't it just, have like, to any, be? Any I, world? I'm kind
1: of enjoying. I'm kind of enjoying first person. I am. So let's continue. Okay, great. Let's continue. Okay,
0: great. So I'm in. I'm in our shower. I'm nude. (laughs) And I look fantastic. And I hear this noise just beyond the curtain. Uh, I open the curtain and there is no one there. Uh, But I hear a a sort of rap tap tapping uh, in the kitchen. I call out, no one answers. Luke is not home. Luke is nowhere to be found. Uh, which is not what we had agreed upon because uh, I needed the car, so that is an issue for me (laughs) later on today. Um, And so I step out of the shower, I grab a towel. (laughs) I look so awesome. (laughs) And I... Our front door is open. Inexplicably. And I go into the kitchen and what is written in blood above our pantry is uh, I'll be back.
1: Love, Luke. (laughs) (laughs) That could happen. That could happen.
0: Where did he go? Where did
1: he go? Why didn't he use a pen?
0: (laughs) Where did he go? use a pen yeah. and you could have texted me that when
1: your significant other uses blood instead of a pen uh man am Hon- i right
0: honey <laughs> <laughs> bow in a, a china shop am <laughs> i right <laughs> I just, 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 gotta be neater than that folks
1: katie i thought that was excellent and the, the <laughs> twist the twist of it being from luke was really that was a good one that was a good
0: wow one. Thank you so much. It could happen.
1: That could happen. Now, Katie, uh, what have you got coming up? Where where can people follow you and and view your amazing work?
0: Oh, brother! I uh, I'm on Instagram. That is the only place you can find Good. me. No TikTok, no Twitter for me. Too scared of the stuff. Can't <laughs> touch it. So find me on Instagram at at sex underscore is underscore weird. Those are my cartoons. Um, Keep an eye out. I am working on my very first book, uh, a a book of comics um, that is going to be awesome, huge, all new work. Folks, it's not going to come out for a while (laughs) because my God, it's taking so long. My goodness. Uh, So keep an eye out for that whenever that is announced. Uh, I'm also taking submissions for said book. So if you follow me on my Instagram, keep an eye out on my stories because I'm going to be asking for topics for people to submit anonymously to be in the book. Uh, Would love to have you. You
1: got to take her up on this, everybody. You're like, please do follow Katie. Sex is weird is so perfect and hilarious and singular, and you're just going to love it.
0: You're the best. Thank you so much. My
1: pleasure. Um, And you can follow our little podcast at scary story underscore pod. You can email us your scary stories at scary pod, scary. Scarystorypod at (laughs) gmail.com. You know when you forget your own email name? (laughs) I do.
0: In that the darndest. Ain't it
1: the darndest? Um (laughs) and let's see. Katie, just thank you again and again. This was so much fun.
0: (gasps) I am so sad it's over. (laughs) I absolutely loved this. Thank you so much for having me on.
1: Well, you'll be back, I have no doubt. Um please can we do it? Everybody else, I have one piece of advice for you as we enter into holiday season that out forever dog. this has been a forever dog production scary stories to tell on the pod is executive produced by brett boehm joe cilio and alex ramsey produced by tracy soren original theme music by chris ryan cover art by bats langley to listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.